Hello everyone, this is Queerish, a podcast by Oslo Pride. I'm Alex Benjamin Jürgensen, a producer and journalist and I'm host of this podcast. Today's episode topic is Oslo Pride, volunteering, family and activism. We will talk about Oslo Pride's work, this year's program, the importance of volunteering in Oslo Pride and many more topics during today's episode. Our guest for this very first episode is Inger Kristin, leader of Oslo Pride. Welcome, Inger. Thank you. It's uh, my pleasure to have you with me today. The Pride is a worldwide movement and philosophy asserting that LGBTQIA individuals should be proud of their sexual orientation and gender identity. Oslo Pride is at the heart of this movement. And who's better than Eco, as uh, some of us also call you, to talk about Oslo Pride. Welcome in this uh, very first episode. Thank you so much. I'm going to start with the, the first question. What is Oslo Pride? Yeah, Oslo Pride is uh, a festival. It's a pride festival and it uh, comes from the pride movement that started uh, with the Stonewall riots in the 1960s, end of 1960s. And there were some protests in Norway in the 70s and then it was organized uh, through a, a then gay organization in 1982 for the first time. So Oslo Pride is... Uh, uh, coming from that and, and uh, through the years grown to be a quite large pride festival. It's the largest in Norway with uh, more than half a million people gathering in the city center of Oslo to celebrate uh, diversity uh, of uh, sexual orientation and sexual minorities in Norway. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, you call Oslo Pride uh, a family. Yeah, it started out as uh, as a family feeling. Uh, as I was engaged in in uh, gay rights, as we called it when uh, when I was younger, <laughs> uh, and uh, for me that was kind of a harsh environment with the uh, politicians and and like arguments and arguing and being really like uh, activistic. It was very yeah, harsh environment for me. And then I met some people who was organizing Oslo Pride, and I felt this is more a community where where I can be myself and and engage in things that I think is important without this harsh uh, activist environment around it. It was more like a, a family feeling than than this like we're going to war feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does Oslo Pride function? Like, what is the structure of this uh, organization? Oslo Pride is is organized as a um, volunteer organization, uh, where the idea is that uh, the engagement and ideas of, of volunteer people, the grassroots of the queer community, should be evolved and 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 can come through uh, through the festival. So. It's organized uh, with different uh, groups of volunteers who um, work with the content and the identity of the festival throughout the year. And then we also have an office that their job is to to make sure that these volunteers have whatever they need uh, to do what they're supposed to do. So we can call the volunteers are at the heart of the organization. Definitely. And and, and also... Uh, 
uh, of course, if you don't want to, to engage throughout the whole year in a big project, it, which it is, you have to use several hours every week being a volunteer all year round. If you don't want to do that, then you can just go to our webpage and you can click the Be Freewillig button and then you can um, submit for one or two uh, shifts in, in the Pride Park or other venues that we have, uh, which is less engaging, but you're still a part of this. Mm -hmm. And you have a access to our volunteer spaces in, in the in the arenas. Mm -hmm. This is will uh, take us to the topic of volunteer, which we're going to uh, get back to in a moment. But uh, I have a question. Uh, you know, many voices have called for more inclusivity at uh, Oslo Pride. And I know that there is there has been an ongoing process to make this organization more inclusive. Uh, what could you tell me more about that? I think if if you know the history of the festival from back to the early 80s, this was a dugnat, it was volunteer work, it was uh, people from the community who wanted to make this and, and by coming together they made it. Uh, a lot of uh, volunteers in Oslo Pride in the early days have spent enormous amounts of money and time making this festival and um, the way that we recruited earlier was through our own network, like, okay, I have a friend who knows this, I have a friend who knows this, and then then you, um, so, so this is how, how people were kind of put into the festival, and as we know, whenever you recruit through our your own network, you can recruit people who look like yourself, who have the same experience as yourself, and then that's the opposite of diversity. So I think with the professionalization that we've had in the later years, since yeah, uh, 2017, 18, I think we started having uh, people hired in the festival and really starting to professionalize it. Uh, we are able to work more um, structurally with how, how to recruit people and how to open up and, and make it possible for more people to join the festival. Mm -hmm. uh, from my work closely to you, I know that also Pride, there's place for everyone, like immigrants, uh, minorities, everyone is welcome in also Pride. But I think maybe they need to hear you. Uh, what would you like to say to uh, people with a minority background? Welcome. Um, first and foremost, we are welcome and we, we want to have a diverse uh, uh, group of people making the this um, festival. We want it to be made by the community, for the community, and if you have an opinion on how the Pride should be, then you should join and, and make sure that we're going in that direction. And also, I would like to say, because I think a lot of this uh, um, problem that we've had with inclusion and diversity is about communicating what we actually do uh, and I think a lot of people don't know how how we do things because we for example with um, uh, disabilities we have a lot of stuff that we do to make our arenas accessible but we forgot to tell people that they are accessible and then you don't know that they are accessible and then how can you have why, why would you want to come? So I think uh, that we need to be better at communicating what we actually do. And also, of course, people should know that if, if there's anything you're unhappy with, you can let us know or you can join us and make it better. Yeah. And uh, this takes me to the next question uh, that it's also, you know, some people criticize or ask or they still 
don't know about the difference between having sponsors or having partners. Because uh, some people say that the gay pride uh, event activities is becoming more commercialized and uh, we kind of take sponsors that we are uh, avoiding to offend them uh, by, you know, doing certain things that which is eventually uh, turned out to be pink washing. Uh, I know that in Oslo Pride we don't have sponsors, we have partners. But could you just elaborate more? Tell me what's the difference between that and do we answer to anyone's agenda in Oslo Pride? Mm -hmm. Okay, so w we, th we have a really important principle in Oslo Pride and, and that is that we want to have, uh, we want to decide ourselves what the Oslo Pride should be. So we have a principle that 50% or more of our income should come from what we make ourselves through uh, food and beverages in the arenas and such. Um, and that is because we don't want corporations or the government to have an agenda and directing us. We want to, to do the direction ourselves. But we do have partnerships with, uh, with companies. Uh, and we have really, really strict uh, uh, procedures for who can be a partner. And it needs to be a collaboration. It needs to be a commitment from the company that they uh, work to make uh, their own uh, company more diverse, to, to make it more inclusive and uh, raise awareness of sexual minorities and, and gender diversity. Uh, and by being really strict, then, then we can set the list for, for uh, and actually use the companies to, to make things better for people who are queer who works in, in companies. I think um, pinkwashing is really important topic to talk about. Uh, and I know a lot of smaller prides and smaller organizations uh, gets offers from the corporations and it's tempting to take the money and then after a while you're taking the money you're taking the money you didn't say you didn't put any demands behind taking the money and then all of a sudden you are dependent on, on that funding and you're taken in a direction that you don't want to go uh, I think this is uh, especially in in some foreign countries this is a big issue um, so we try to be really strict about that. We also try to help uh, our community when, whenever they have uh, corporations contacting them, then they can contact us in Oslo Pride and we can discuss how should you approach this and uh, make sure it's not pinkwashing. Yeah, I think the pinkwashing, we are planning in the communication group a special episode prior to the Pride and... Uh, you know, we're going to be very transparent and talk about what people think and uh, we might host uh, some of our partners. This is really important uh, topic to talk about. But uh, the last question about this topic, uh, all this information are, you know, transparent. So people can actually come and check and see like uh, the f government funding and uh, partner funding and everything is accessible for transparency is uh, is key to a democratic organizations so if you have any questions about how Oslo Pride is organized or funding funded or whatever just let us know and then we will answer now uh, we move to I think the best part of this uh, podcast when we are going to talk about uh, this year's program I know there's a lot of things and I know that uh, you're not allowed to talk about everything because uh, there are still some stuff uh, is not released yet. 
But with what you can tell us, let's start first with the Pride Square at Jungsturge. Pride Square, that's a new arena. Um, it's going to start on uh, Saturday the 18th, the opening day of Oslo Pride, and it's going to be all the way till the parade day, the 25th of June. And it's uh, it's a arena, uh, outdoor arena, open as an arena uh, at Jungstorge. Uh, half of uh, half of the arena is going to be um, uh, non-alcohol serving area. So during daytime, it's going to be very uh, family friendly. It's going to be lots of activities for kids, readings, and maybe some glitter workshops and 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 cool stuff for kids. And after six o'clock, it's going to be an area for uh, for youth to be. So I'm really proud to to finally present uh, a safe. Uh, space for families and then the other part of uh, the pride square is going to be uh, more like a cultural arena during daytime there's going to be a black box that we call the pride box where it's going to be presented different um, works of uh, professional queer performing arts um, like dance and theaters and uh, during night after seven o'clock there's going to be uh, different genres of music that you don't usually find in the Pride Park. So it's going to be more like jazz, punk, folk music, world music. Yeah. And the Pride House is still uh, also uh, of course this year. Uh, Pride House as usual. It's going to open on the 18th of June and it's going to run until uh, Thursday the 23rd. Uh, and Pride House is a very important arena for conversation and dialogue, information. Uh, I know that a lot of politicians are going to come and uh, participate in, in important discussions. And there's going to be uh, lots of different organizations who's going to help us program this program. It's even going to be one day uh, dedicated to literature. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pride Park also? Pride Park, as usual, uh, it opens on um, Wednesday uh, and it runs until the parade day, the 25th of June. Uh, on Wednesday, it's going to be the parade uh, opening show uh, and it's going to be uh, information stands, as usual. It's going to be the main stage with lots of uh, cool music and drag shows. And uh, we also have Bamsa Sen, where there's going to be uh, all this kind of like small, more weird uh, or unusual things happening. So I think it's going to be uh, the best pride uh, ever had. And uh, the parade also is back this year. Parade is going to be physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be glamorous. It's going to be full of biodegradable glitter. And it's going to start in uh, Grenland as usual. Uh, and it's going to go to Spikersuppa as usual. On the way from A to B, uh, exactly where that's going to be, I can't really, mm-hmm. really say yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a lot of surprises yet to be announced. And also there is the opening show, which is, I think you can tell us more details. Yeah, there's going to be uh, several uh, parties, of course, we have every year. New this year, is we're going to have an opening party. And it's going to be on the 18th of June, which is the day the par- uh, uh, Oslo Pride starts. So 18th of June is going to be an opening party. 
Um, but there's also going to be parties uh, throughout the week, and um, there's going to be a closing party and Fredagen as usual. So uh, you will find more information on, on this when it's released. And the, pro the final program is going to be released uh, 1st of June. And then we're going to, until 1st of June, we're going to slowly drop the program in pieces. And uh, also this year we're following the same uh, policies like security. Uh, they have Rusa Competence and it's a safe place for everyone, safe space. We've made some changes in how, how we uh, secure the external arenas. Uh, uh, Previous years, uh, to be part of the Oslo Pride program, you only had to enter your program post in in, a, in our website, and then you were part of the program. This year, you're going to have to, in order to be a part of Oslo Pride official program, there's going to be a collaboration with us. And, and the reason for that is that we want to make sure that external arenas have the competency on, on our audience. So um, uh, all the external parties are going to be on venues where the crew has... Uh, been through um, uh, training on how to to meet with a diverse audience like our community. Mm -hmm. So this is also something uh, I want to talk about uh, external arenas. We also have some uh, concerts and events that is happening at external uh, arenas. Yeah, in collaborations with mm -hmm. Oslo Pride, there is going to be some because the park, uh, Pride Square and Pride Park, they close at uh, before midnight, mm -hmm. and then you need to go somewhere else to have the party, and then that's going to be on external arenas, uh, and in collaboration with Oslo Pride, we do the, we do in order to be a part of a program, you need to have a certain uh, training of your uh, staff. I'm really excited for uh, this year and I think uh, uh, talking uh, with what you're allowed to say, I know there's still a lot of other surprises uh, yet to come, but um, when I uh, talk about the pride and uh, the parade and all these like beautiful, uh, amazing, fabulous events that is coming, um, you know, I can, I, I, I really want to stop a little bit and ask you a bit emotional question about uh, Kim Friele who uh, she passed away last year and I know that coming to this point where we can freely talk about the pride and uh, celebrate and do all this stuff so we owe her a big debt what would you say to Kim if she's listening to you now oh I would say uh, thank you um, she has meant uh, a lot for a lot of people and, and she did a fight that was uh, at the time uh, before the decriminalization in 1972 that we marked the 50 years since this year. Um, uh, it was not allowed for men to have sexual relations and she did fight the fights for those who could not be visible. At that time it would be illegal for two men uh, and to stand out and do that fight. So it's about fighting for someone who has less privilege than yourself. I think that she, she did that. And also what she did, uh, she always said, um, never stop fighting for your rights because the day you take them for granted, they can be taken away again. And this year, it's a special year because we are marking 50 years uh, since the decriminalization of uh, homosexuality in Norway. So Oslo Pride is going to be m more like the events will be shaped uh, out in a way to theme this uh, 
Of course, history is going to be an important topic this year. There's going to be a lot of focus on the decriminalization. And uh, uh, throughout the whole year, it's going to be lots of stuff happening from other organizations and also Pride as well to mark this 50 years. Um, And uh, it's the queer cultural year to mark the 50 years. And and that is the reason why why we started this um, new arena, uh, Pride Square. To, to be a part of this marking of, of 50 years of decriminalization, uh, marking it with culture. That takes us to the last part, uh, volunteering. And I know all this uh, fabulous stuff that we talked about in Oslo Pride is actually happening by volunteers mostly. And what does volunteering mean to Oslo Pride? Volunteering is, is our core value. Um, in order for Oslo Pride to be a grassroots, it's supposed to be grassroots. It's supposed to be for all the queer community. And it's supposed to be a place where if you have an opinion, if you have a direction, if you want to participate, if you want to be a part of the community, then you should come to Oslo Pride and you should be a part of the team that develops the, the festival. Um, so volunteering it, it's not about having like free workers uh, and it's not about dugnad uh, or, or or this stuff it, it's about being together uh, with other people who are like yourself uh, uh, you can be more safe about expressing your identity uh, and and this is what the volunteering in Oslo Pride is about to be together with people who are more like yourself and and exploring in a safer environment. Mm -hmm. What sort of fields volunteers can join in Oslo Pride? It's all kinds of different fields. Like uh, you can work with communications, uh, you can work with the technology, like the web page. You can work with design. So all kinds of different groups. I think we have about 10 groups, different groups. And and the most important thing I think is that if you have whatever where the engagement is, where people are engaged to do stuff, that's that's where things happen. Uh, if someone wants to be a volunteer with the Oslo Pride, what's the process? Okay, so there's two ways to be a volunteer. Um, the, the easiest and, and less uh, time-consuming is to be a volunteer only during the festival. Maybe take a shift or two, and then you go to our webpage oslopride.no and and you click on the be freely button, and then then you can put yourself on on a shift or two during the festival. Then you have access to the volunteer area in Pride Park, and and, and you will meet other people and making the festival together with. Um, if you want to do further commitment and, and be a part of uh, the direction the festival is going in, then you could be a volunteer during the whole year. Um, uh, the way we do that is that we announce it almost like a normal job, usually on frivillig.no and on our webpage. Uh, different group needs more resources. Maybe we need a new designer. And if you're a designer, you have the certain skills, then you can apply. Uh, so in that way, we do a structural uh, interview to make sure that all the people who wants to join can join, that, that we don't recruit through our own network only. Um, and then you uh, spend the whole year in a group being social and also working together on projects 
making the festival. There's also a third way, uh, and that's to be a part of the board. Uh, that is also volunteer work. Uh, then you need to be elected. Uh, and there's an election every year. And if you want to be a part of the board and you, or you know someone you think should be a part of the board, you should um, contact the uh, election committee. When volunteers join Oslo Pride, what Oslo Pride offers them in, in return? We were talking a little, bit, a little bit about like, you know, it's a family, it's a network from your experience. I think uh, somewhere where you can explore your skills, but I think the network is probably the most important, that the feeling of belonging. Do, my, my experience is that the best way to, to really get to know somebody is to, do, to work with them, to do a project. And to make a festival together, then you will, you will know each other on the good and the bads and, and, and you will know how to what, what your skills are, my skills, how, how can we fulfill each other's skills and I think that's a really nice way to, to build a community around you to, to get a network. Mm-hmm. The last uh, question that I want to ask you, what's Oslo Pride message for uh, 2022? Come and join us. Oslo Pride is more than just a festival. It's a movement that advocates equal rights and benefits for LGBTQIA plus people. It's a place where we learn that people should be proud of their sexual orientation and gender identity. That sexual diversity is a gift where we respect one another without prejudice or discrimination. In Oslo Pride, we are all equal. It doesn't matter where you come from, your color, your gender or your sexuality. We are family. Let's forget the ghost of the past and let's put our differences aside and make the pride this year more fabulous. If you have any comments, suggestions or even complaints, reach out to us. We are here to listen. Let's together make this change. Iko, thank you for this wonderful uh, interview. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. Uh, we see you next month, uh, end of April, with a very special guest. Stay tuned. Thank you.